How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, June the 24th. And we come to you... After the worst loss of the season, a season full of worst losses, a season full of painful, gut-wrenching losses, yesterday takes the cake. What a horrendous performance from the... I mean, just a loss for the ages. The Phillies lose 13-12 to to the Washington Nationals yesterday at home at Citizens Bank Park, getting swept in a two-game series against the Nats, losing each game by one run. And yesterday was the most brutal. Tuesday's 3-2 to two loss certainly felt like a brutal loss for so many reasons. The Girardi-Scherzer stuff, the, the team not showing any fight after that, no hits until the eighth inning, and then still getting the... Bases loaded with one out. Runner on second, no outs. Bases loaded, one out in the ninth inning. And unable to tie the freaking game. That alone, crushing. And we'll get to Mike Rizzo's comments about Girardi after that as well later. As there was a a, a firestorm yesterday after the game, the day after. But but obviously we, we start and finish talking about yesterday's debacle as bad as Tuesday was and it was bad it was a bad loss it was a bad moment for the team on multiple levels you know, Girardi doing what he did the reaction or lack thereof of the team having his back when he did it and then they come out yesterday and they lose 13 to 12 they had a five nothing lead that they blew. They had a 9-5 lead that they blew and then ultimately had a 12-11 lead in the ninth inning that they blew. Just an all-time loss. Like, truly, truly an all-time loss. And there's a lot of blame 
to go around for this one, and we'll get into the specifics of the game, you know, how the runs were scored and all that. But, uh, you know, a few things stand out for the loss. Matt, I mean, look, Philly's defense yet again, and, and it was only one play that, that really stuck out. But a big play in the fifth inning, a, a pop-up, Brad Miller going back for it, Odubel coming in, and I don't know what happened, um, but, you know, Odubel should have called him off and gotten the ball. He doesn't. Uh, Miller going backwards, like looking over his head, unable to catch him. Miller's a bad second baseman. We know that. But I will say it does seem like Odubel over and over again gets into these these almost hitting people or hitting people. It happens with Harper, I feel like, all the time. Like, he is clearly not a loud outfielder, clearly, or he doesn't know when to take command and take control and call for a ball when he should. He's the center freaking fielder. And that just happens way too often, over and over again. This guy just doesn't seem to know when to control a situation defensively, and he's your center fielder. The most important spot out there in terms of calling people off, in terms of saying, it's my ball, I got it, like, get out of the way. Like, have some command out there, Odubel, who's also been ice cold at the plate, by the way, lately. Shocking. Mr. Hot and Cold Bonehead O'Doubles doing hot and cold bonehead O'Doubles stuff, and he's been really good offensively. I get it. Ice cold lately. And making stupid plays still. But look, I mean, we're we're parsing blame out for this one. I mean, there's so much to go around. Obviously, the pitching staff gets a ton of blame. Vinny falling apart. Coonrod stunk in his opportunity uh, to get some outs when they needed it. Um allows three earned runs. Uh technically, you know, he wasn't in the game for for it. Um, Archie Bradley, two-thirds of an inning, couldn't get out of it. David Hale comes in in a high-leverage spot, a 9-5 game with the bases loaded. Gives up a two-run single, a walk, a grand slam. That's where the game fell apart. The Phillies took the lead again and then lost it. Hector Neris, we'll get to him, but, but the David Hale thing, the David Hale decision. What are we doing here? You've heard me say that before, and it only comes out when I am incensed about something with the Phillies. But what are we doing here with David Hale? We've been saying for months now, this is not a major league caliber pitcher. David Hale is not qualified to pitch in the major leagues. Flat out. That's it. End of story. David Hale. And his 6-4-1 ERA should not be on a major league roster. Boom. Done. Discussion over. And yet, and yet, even though we've known this for months and months and months, that David Hale is not a major league pitcher, that he shouldn't be on anyone's roster, much less the Phillies, he is still on this Phillies roster. No matter how bad David Hale is, he is still on the roster. And... As bad as he is, and I blame him for being bad, it's not his fault that he is put into these games that matter in high leverage situations. Joe Girardi, what are you doing? What are you doing? Have you ever managed a baseball game before? I am I am incensed with Joe. What a horrendous manager this guy has been this year. Let's call it like it is. He's been awful. Gabe Kapler runs circles around Joe Girardi as a manager. Circles. Every manager seems to. This guy's a joke in terms of his in-game decisions. Again, the David Hale usage alone should be enough to tell you that Joe Girardi is a bad manager. 
Yep, bad. He's bad at it. He's a bad manager. That's how I feel right now. And maybe it's reactionary. I'm sure it somewhat is. But, look, we've talked about Girardi a lot this year. None of it's been good. I mean, how many times have I come on the show and been like, great job, Joe Girardi? Not many. You know what I have done a bunch of times? Come on and saying, what the hell's wrong with Joe Girardi and what's he thinking? That seems to be a weekly occurrence on this show. Me coming on here and being like, well, what dumb thing did Girardi do last night? What lack of fire did his team show? What lack of uh, a fundamental baseball did his team show tonight? Girardi's been horrible. Really, truly, especially when you consider what he, what he's, you know, what he came in as, what, you know, the contract and the hype around it and the difference maker. Yeah, okay. None of that's true. Minus the money. He's getting the money. But what a non-difference maker. Honestly, if he's making a difference, it's in the negative. Again, the David Hale usage alone, the fact that David Hale is still on a major league roster, and the fact that he keeps getting brought into games that are not 14-2. to two. The only time David Hale should be pitching is if your team has a, a lead or a deficit of 10 runs or more. That's it. That's the only acceptable time to bring David Hale into a baseball game. Again, he shouldn't be on the roster. Look, we they brought up Bailey Falter out of nowhere. This guy's been great. I'm sure they can bring up someone who's better than David Hale. I'm sure of it. I'm sure. I'm positive. And this isn't an organization that has a lot of depth from a pitching or hitting perspective. But there's someone better than David Hale to take these innings. There is. It's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. I'm embarrassed today as a Phillies fan. I come off of that loss yesterday saying, I am embarrassed. This team is now five games out of first place. They're three games under 500, And they've been a bad baseball team. Like a disappointing team, a team that like whets your appetite and gets you excited and then just reverts back to this mediocre, uninspiring, no leadership type of baseball team. Like just flailing around, flailing night after night, day after day. Oh, we'll win three or four in a row. We'll walk, we'll have three walk offs in a row and then we'll lose seven of the next nine or whatever it is, eight of the next 10. Sure, right? I mean, that makes sense. Right? Yeah, that's how it works. You get a jolt from that and you carry it into some, some crap. Two and six on the West Coast trip, swept at home from a two-game series. Two and four, excuse me, on the West Coast trip. So two and six in their last eight after coming off the three walk they came off the three walk-offs and have gone two and six. Two and six! The one moment this season. The one. Once. One time. If you take out the first week of the season when they look good, the six and one start, take that out. Since that moment, there was one time all season long where we said, hey, you know what? Maybe we got a team. Maybe we got a team that's going to fight. Maybe we got a team that's not just going to be this all season, this mediocre dreck. Maybe we got something. Luke Williams saved the season, right? That's what we talked about. Luke Williams saved the season. That moment, which still, regardless, and obviously it would have been cool. It's not feeling like it's going to be, but it would have been cool if that were a true turning point moment where this team turned on a dime and, and became something. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. But even in a vacuum, as I said in the moment, what a what a... What a moment that was. What a sports 
human moment. The best thing to happen all season, by far the best thing in the last few seasons, and it probably will be when the season's done. When we shut it down at the end of September, actually in October, I didn't realize there are games October 2nd and 3rd and 4th or something, which is just weird. But once we shut this season down at the end of the season, we look back at it, the Luke Williams home run is going to be the best moment of the season. And that's a shame. It's a shame that that was not the catapulting moment. It's going to be the best moment by far. It's going to be the only moment that we really are like, wow, that was great. <laughs> it sort of feels like, because it just feels like they're heading towards a a summer of irrelevance. That's what it feels like. It feels like this team is heading for a summer of irrelevance, and they have that Luke Williams moment, and then they have back-to-back walk-offs after that. Three straight walk-offs, and then you throttle the Yankees 7 to nothing at home. Four straight wins. You had the 17-3 to right before that. It's like, okay, okay, there's something here. They needed four straight. They got four straight. Now they're going out west. Let's go. Let's go. Facing good teams out west. Let's let's start some. Boom. Two and four. And then it's like, okay, you know, two of the best teams in baseball, right? The Dodgers, the Giants, two of the best teams in baseball. Give them a little break. They come home, they'll handle the Nats, and we'll go to New York, and it'll be the season is, is, is ready to roll. And then they have two crushing defeats at home. Crushing and the worst loss of the season in the second one after the all that happened the day before. And we'll get into that more. I'll talk more about Mike Rizzo calling Joe Girardi a con artist, calling him out. I want to talk about that more tomorrow because we do have an off day today, so there's no baseball heading into tomorrow. Um, so I do want to talk more about that whole situation, what it means for baseball, the, the, the you know, kind of, letting the cat out of the bag for other managers. Oh, there's a lot to it. And then again, the, the comments. But after all that happened two days ago, like for them to come out yesterday and lose that game the way they did, oh, it's just so soul-crushing. And look, I'm, I, I, you can't blame the offense in this one. They scored 12 runs. You know, they scored 12 runs. And really, it was the bottom of the lineup that came through. 10 RBI, I believe, 9 or 10 RBI from the 7-8 ers um, I mean, Alec Bohm goes four for five with three runs and an RBI. What a day for Bomer. Um, that's exciting. Average up to 242. Travis Jankowski goes three for four with three RBI and three runs scored. Was a triple away from the cycle. Jankowski had a day. They ruined the Travis Jankowski game. Shout out, by the way, to Travis Jankowski. I wanted that guy cut after his what an ignominious, horrendous introduction to a team with that, you know, second base, caught in the middle play. Dudes bounce back. Um, props. He's banged 467 on the season, obviously in a very limited number of at bats. But shout out to Travis Jankowski. He's um keep him. He's a keeper as a bench guy. I don't hate him. Um, and I did. Uh Torres, two for four with an RBI and a run. Dude just continues to Clutch it up for this team. Um, Bryce hits a dinger early, smokes one, um, making it 4 nothing at the time. JT only one for six. Hot, see that the top of the lineup struggled. Hoskins, uh, Odubel 0 for 5, average on a 257, has really been struggling. All of a sudden, the numbers for Odubel not looking that great. Um, might be time to move him out of the leadoff spot. I don't know who you put there. But, um, uh, but look, McCutcheon pinch hit grand slam yesterday. First of his career. Also, uh, heard this from Scott Fransky yesterday, and this is kind of a stunning stat, but yesterday's game between the Phillies and the Nationals, 
the first in baseball history where each team had a three-run homer and a grand slam. Pretty crazy, right? Like you wouldn't, you would have thought that had happened at some point over the hundred and whatever fifty years of baseball. You know, you would have thought hundred forty years of baseball, you would have thought that would happen. It hasn't. Shocking. Um, but you know the the uh, you know top of the line struggled over five for Oduble, one for six for Hoskins. Um, Harper goes one for four, but does score two runs, had two walks. You know, fine day for Harper. Got that average at two seventy eight. Starting to get that slugging percentage up. Harper's been been pretty good. Um, I'd still like to see a little more effort and and fire from him, but offensively he's picking it back up. Uh, JT goes one for six, not great. Brad Miller zero for four. Miller in like an zero for. 16 or 0 for 17 slump. He's been just awful. And he had one of the worst at-bats of the game. Just a, a awful at-bat in the eighth. Um, comes up, gets a 3-0 count against a guy who couldn't throw strikes, then swings 3-0 and ends up striking out later in the bat. Um, Alec Bohm bails him out with a big RBI single after that, and then Torres tied it up. Um, that was... Uh, uh, that was the, uh, it was 11-11, and then in, uh, this game was just wild in terms of scoring, if this is how it went. So Jankowski with the three-run homer in the second, making it 3 nothing Phillies. Then it's 4 nothing on the Harper solo shot in the third. Then it's the fourth, it's 5 nothing RBI single from Vinny. Let's go. And Vinny started out good and then faded and fell apart. Vinny ends up going four and a third, four earned, three hits, Two walks, uh, five strikeouts, but was really cruising through the first four and then fell apart. Um, really just, and, and that's what's so frustrating about Vinny. He's got a 5 nothing lead and he walks the first two batters of an inning. It's like, Vinny, dude, come on, man. Throw strikes there. What are you doing? You got a 5 nothing lead. That was classic Vinny. Infuriating classic Vinny. Um, so they're up 5 nothing in the fourth and then it all falls apart as the Nationals had just big innings. That was it for them as in the fifth they score five. Kyle Schwarber's three-run shot, the big shot, it's 5-5. And now you're feeling horrible, but then we go to the bottom of the fifth. Bases loaded, two out. Who steps to the plate? Andrew Lawrence McCutcheon. Boom. Crushes one to left center. Grand slam. 9-5 Phillies. You're like, thank God. Because blowing a 5-0 lead is about as painful as it gets. Then we get to the sixth inning. Yes, the next half inning. And the Nationals score six runs. This is the David Hale inning. Uh, the Turner RBI single to right off David Hale. Then he gives up the grand slam to Josh Bell. So while Hale was only on the mound, uh, only charged with three runs because the other base runners were Coonrods, um, in reality, David Hale was on the mound for all six runs given up this inning. David Hale was on the mound for all six runs. But then the Phillies battle back, right? Um, seventh. 11-10, Luke Williams, RBI single. Weird managing decision by Davey Martinez in this spot, too. Leaving the lefty Clay in to face Luke Williams when he had a righty up. Um, you look at Luke Williams' numbers, you want him facing a righty. I'll tell you that much. I mean, dude has been crushing left-handed pitching far, far, far worse against righties. But he's like 10 for 20 against lefties or 10 for 22 or something. Like, he's been crushing left-handed pitching. So that was a bad decision. Williams singles makes 11-10. We head to the eighth after that. And this is what I was talking about before. Alec Bohm, RBI single after that horrible Brad Miller bat. It was two on, first and third, no out in the eighth inning. The Brad Miller bat was so bad because it makes it first and third, one out. Just a real disappointment. But then Bohm comes through, RBI single for his uh, fourth hit of the day. Then Ronald Torres, a, a C&I single after that, scores another. It's 12-11. Um, still two on, two out, and the Phillies don't get any more, which, you know, comes back to bite them. It does, and then, and then Hector. 
And man, it's just uh, look, I love Hector Neris in general. I think he's a good pitcher, and he gets too much hate. Uh, he's not a closer, right? That's what it looks like. And we've said this before. We've talked about it. I'd, much, I'd rather have a better guy in that role, someone who's more comfortable in that role, and, and have Hector as the seventh inning guy or whatever. Then everyone would love Hector. But um, he's just not built for that role. Um, and uh, and it showed yesterday, one inning, two runs, three hits, 13-12 lead. And the Phillies can't do anything about it. And, uh, Sterling Castro, two RBI single scores, runners from second and third, and that was... All she wrote, again, in the worst loss, in a season full of, of just awful, 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 awful horrendous losses. This was the worst one. And, you know, the uh, David Hale, especially when you were going to use Jose Alvarado anyway, use Jose Alvarado in the next inning, especially, we haven't even mentioned it, but the David Hale thing, it was against the top of the lineup. He brought him in to face Trey Turner and Juan Soto. And then Josh Bell, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's almost like he didn't care in that moment. It's almost like, who we got? Oh, sure, throw Halen. Why not? It's 9-5. We got this. Like, it was it was crazy. It's almost like Joe Girardi has not watched this team play baseball this season. Every single Phillies fan on the planet. Knew what was going to happen when David Hill came in that game. Every single one. Every single, we all of us, we all knew it. We all knew. We're like, David Hill, wonder what's going to happen here. They're going to blow this. They're going to blow this unblowable game. 5 nothing lead blown. 9-5 lead blown. 12-11 in the bottom of the ninth, or top of the ninth, blown. Blown. Blown, blown, blown. They blew three freaking leads. And again, to a division rival, who came in one game behind you, and now they're a game up on you. The Mets, out in front, the Nationals are four games back, the Phillies and Braves are five back. We just tossed la- talked last week, as the Phillies head out west, creating a little separation, they're in the two spot, they're two games up on the Nats and Braves. Whoops! And the Mets just keep winning, far more than the Phillies do. Five back now! As you head into the most important series of the season in New York, great, on the road, should go fine, Four games set, down five. Like this, this we're going to talk about the series tomorrow, and we'll talk about the Rizzo stuff. And there's a lot to get into tomorrow. We'll talk about this series, talk about the potential for, for trade deadline a month away. It just about like the ramifications of that are really Dave Dombrowski talking about that yesterday. We will talk about that as well. But but man, like heading into the most important season of the season, you 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 give us this drivel at home, at home, a team that can't win on the road, at home. Against a division rival who's white hot. They've now won 9 of 10, 8 of 9 in that spot yesterday. And you just blow it. You have the game in your hands and you blow it. Good teams don't do that, man. Playoff teams don't do that. The Phillies are who they are. They are who they keep telling us. They are a 500-ish baseball team. Slightly worse, maybe. And... You know, I'm getting tired of saying, all right, now's the time they're going to turn it on. This is the run. Like, I'm not going to believe it until they've won, like, 9 out of 10 or 12 out of 13. Like, that's it. I'm not buying in until it happens. I'll talk about it. I'll get excited when they win games. I'm definitely rooting for them. And have crazier things happen than a team been five down and, and won the division on June the 24th? Yes, absolutely. Again, just a couple years ago, and granted, not quite this late in the season, we were, you know, they had already turned on the Jets by now, but it, 
you know, 50 games in, 60 games in the season, whatever it was, the, the 19 and 31, 50 games in the, the Nationals a few years ago. So they went on the World, World Series. So you can turn it around. You can get on a roll. Look, this Nationals team two weeks ago was in last place. They were like eight back of the Mets, and now they're four back. You just need to get hot and get some wins. This Phillies team just continues, continues to feel incapable of doing that. At no point have they really put things together. Like they might have a four or five game winning streak, but then they go lose two and then lose one and win one and lose one and win one. Like at no point can they win 10 of 12 or 14 of 16 or or whatever, 13 of 12, I mean 12 of 13, whatever. Like some sort of like winning a bunch of games when you don't lose any. Like, that's what this team has to do, and they can't. They haven't been able to for years, and I, I don't know why we should think that they will, but that's what they need. That's what they need. And look, this weekend, obviously, I mean, the season has a chance to be, like, not over, but for all intents and purposes over. You know, that's how important this weekend is. You know? It is uh, It's everything. Because if they lose three of four or four of four, it's 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 cooked. Not good. I mean, you can pretty much write it off. Um, so it's massive. And again, just yesterday just really sucked the life out of, of me, out of the team, out of the fan base. It's a bummer. But look, who knows? This team's so weird. Maybe they go into New York and win four. I mean, they're the weirdest team I've ever seen. Who the hell knows? Fingers crossed. Hope for the best, right? Look, either way, we'll definitely... Be here to talk about it, and again, tomorrow we'll dive in to this series. We'll look at the matchups and talk about this this Girardi-Rizzo thing. Just no time today reacting to yesterday's debacle. But we'll get back into that tomorrow and, and, and the Dombrowski comments on the trade deadline and a whole lot more. That's coming tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 